Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There we go. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Airbuds Podcast. We are going left to right on your radio dial. My name is Jamel Johnson, Chick Hearn, Rodriguez, Wilkins, Watkins. Who else is here? Oh, it's me. And it's me too. Mike Benner. Hello, how are you? And I'm Peter Moses, occasional list, uh, always listener, listener, occasional participator in this podcast. Welcome back, Peter. And hey, I'm Jamel Johnson, Chick Hearn, Rodriguez, Watkins, Wilkins. It's good to be here. It's good uh, to have happy. you one out of every eight episodes. Yeah. Hey, man. You know, I'm just chilling, changing diapers. Hanging Everyone's out sick. in uh, Do you have other a diaper off houses. camera? Um, hanging out in other people's apartments. Um, I, every, like, two days, I throw out an unbelievable amount of poop. I don't know if I talked to you guys last time. Well, Jamal, I definitely didn't talk to you, but um, the thing I'll remember most from, I think, this summer is watching my 20-month-year-old son stand outside of our shower and just drop the biggest deuce right on the bathroom floor I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow. Um, and I reacted so quickly, I was able to move the bath mat underneath him before the poop hit the ground. So, um, and listen, he didn't poop in the shower. So we're making progress. You wanted it to hit the bath mat? No, I didn't want it to hit the bath oh, mat. Oh, you moved, moved the, the bath mat. Oh, I thought you made, you moved it under him. Um, no, can no, I ask no. a question? Uh, and maybe sure. this is because you have parent brain and you're not thinking. Uh, you know, there's like a device built into your home that this like gets rid of poop for you right yeah i know and let me just talk to your non-parent brain um <laughs> how do you think i'm supposed to get my 20 month year old son who is the size of yeah he can't can, sit can on fall the thing. into the toilet i guess i'm just and thinking when you can also when poop on demand i like i this was i'm talking about something happening in like a three second window like, okay oh there's poop coming out of his butt i gotta move the bath mat 
I'm glad that's not the shower. Like, I'm hearing you happen. talk about, and this is a podcast about basketball, but I'm hearing you talk about, um, have you're complaining about having to, to get rid of pounds of poop every two days. Um, yep. Don't they, have disposable, don't they have reusable diapers? Can't you dude, just... That's that, dude, that poop isn't even the poop I'm getting rid of. Like, I'm just... First of all, reusable diapers are fucking gross. Disgusting. Um, hard pass on reusable diapers. Having a kid is disgusting. You should just lean well, into it. Yeah, dude. I, maybe. All right. But I no, can't I, believe we've made... We have a very good guess, and I can't believe we made real, sure yeah, no. listen to this for three minutes and six <laughs> seconds at this point. Let me introduce our guest. Today we have... Uh, you know her from her writing at pretty much like every cool media outlet you can name at this point. And also her excellent Substack and podcast, Basketball Feelings. Please welcome Katie Heindel. Hello, Katie. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. I didn't mind that, thanks you know. It made things feel real familiar real quick. <laughs> what, Katie, what do you want to hear about parenthood from me? <laughs> what do you want to know? Uh, I got two kids under two. so Okay. Just okay. just hit me with anything anything that you need. Uh, how are you answer? How have like the best ways you found multitasking with the with the two kids? Like how have what you surprised like yourself? To do it? Yeah. Have sandwich bags on your hands while you're typing and then you could just um, catch poop. Yeah, that's a good it's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. Um I guess I the mean, really... also, but you're you're asking a guy who is literally podcasting from his neighbor's apartment right now so it's like <laughs> he's living oh, yeah. the multi-task. in my apartment right now we have Dream. we have yeah. a cleaning person a plumber coming my mother-in-law with a baby um two dogs uh and peter has locked himself away from all of it <laughs> uh no katie i think to answer your question you know with our first we were really like he doesn't watch tv like come on we're like really just like above that we're evolved we know how to like read to him and we like engage and now with two if i want to do anything we just he watches like four three hours of television a day like it's just like (laughs) straight up like he just watches soccer basketball baseball the encanto uh, on repeat like the answer is just straight up television nothing gets done if like because it checks out i have a friend who also has two young kids also in New York, and he's called the iPad uh, the cheat code. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> does it probably mess them up for the rest of their lives? Absolutely, but does it allow you to do things like dishes or cry alone while you pretend that you're going to the bathroom? Yes, of course. Um, How many so, times yeah. have your kids watched Bluey all the way through? Only a couple times. We haven't gone full Bluey. We're a little... Um, in our own place. I think I've mentioned him before, but we watched Pete the Cat. Um, Pete the Cat is an Amazon Prime show. All the music is created by Elvis Costello. And uh, it's about a blue cat named Pete and all of his friends. And they have a band. Does the cat look like Elvis Costello? <laughs> uh, no, but his dad looks like Elvis Costello. And the name of the dad is Mr. Pete's the, Pete the Cat's dad. And he's played by Elvis Costello. Mr. Pete the Cat's dad? That's pretty good. Yeah, all the parents' names are like Mr. and Mrs., uh, the dad of the kid that they're around. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Parenting is hell. Uh, yeah, Bluey's fine. I don't know. I don't fuck with Bluey too much. Miss Rachel. I-, I wonder if there's like a 
a basketball crossover for like Miss Rachel. Like if maybe it's like a Ben Simmons or a James Harden. Do you guys know Miss Rachel? And you guys fucking Miss Rachel. Miss Rachel. At all? We oh, also not. A, I I don't have any kids. I don't know about uh, mm-hmm. Katie or Jamel. But mm-hmm. yeah, Ben or got Miss, kids. Miss Rachel is like this straight to camera, like woman who like talks to your kids and kind of like teaches them how to be smart and nice and like learn about things. Um, so, so it's like a substitute parent, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, James Harden could use someone like that, maybe. Um, well, whatever. I'll get to some of our offseason stuff later. But Katie, glad you're here. And uh, <laughs> your Substack is great. Your podcast is great. Thank you. I just, I, on a show I just named to... Spinsters was great. Mm-hmm. I just want to hit play on Peter talking about parenthood more often and just let you go for like eight minutes and see oh, what comes up. Because it just spins. It always ends with him like reaching an existential crisis mm-hmm. in his it mind. does i just yeah. like i zone out and i'm just like how did i get here what happened you're definitely looking into the distance more than you were big middle distance bugs. <laughs> yeah uh i'll also say thank you to katie thank you for doing the show even though i uh very weirdly changed the theme of our <laughs> instagram conversation three times three different times i changed the theme on a really cheerful one but what were they like sweden uh, we ended on Australia, which is just like lemon colors. Um, it was like yeah, was that's the, the that's second vibes. one. There was like a real random second one. I don't even know. But I the I have an issue with pocket dialing. I'm always wearing <laughs> ni- nylon shorts, and something is happening when the pi- polyester and the nylon rubs on my phone. I'm changing themes. I'm Facebook calling people. It's really bad. <laughs> and just thank you for just playing ball. Regardless. My mom was in town a couple weeks ago and she butt dials all the time. And I can't count the number of times I saw her phone just slide into her pocket with a camera on or like with the <laughs> dial pad ready to go. I was just like, this is this is unacceptable. Yeah, I'm like a 70 year old man with a young person's phone in his I pocket, feel like I definitely so. like you called me one time and I picked up and I just heard like four minutes of you playing pickup basketball. Yeah. No, this yeah. Is, these are all real possibilities and I'm yeah. sorry to everybody I've done this to on the call. <laughs> well, Katie, we want to have you on uh, today because you are perhaps the uh, greatest reporter working when it comes to the NBA offseason and today we decided we wanted to draft the perfect offseason uh, for for a team. Uh, we're going to be taking picks from several different categories to build up what makes a team's perfect offseason including vacation, controversy, offseason signing or trade, social media moment, and team building event. Obviously, we're playing fast and loose with the interpretations here, so anybody could take whatever they want. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Does that make sense to everybody? I think so. In terms of we're picking things that have ha- happened, it's not like the concept of a perfect off season, like off season moments. I think we'll know when we hear it whether it's acceptable or not. I'm I'm probably mostly going to be taking things that have happened, but I think if you have like a general concept or an overall like you know, a fictional event like that we love. I'm not, I'm, we're not going to reject it. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's all I needed to know. I could, we could for sure get fictional. All right. Well, should we, should we get started? Thrilling. Thrilling. 
Yeah, let's do Peter, it. Peter, okay, you come on <laughs> once every two months. Peter's on the podcast, and he's just like, <laughs> let's his displeasure be known. Do you want to talk more about baby shit? <laughs> I mean, you also said that kids were dumb, Benner. The man with two babies, you started, he was oh, on the said, call, and then you not said wrong, babies too. I'm not disagreeing with that. Let's be, I did let's... not say kids were dumb. I said having Nobody kids was should gross. Have kids. Okay, no, I said so having kids was gross. Even... That's All just right. the fact. <laughs> yeah. Sure, they throw it's up. so gross to have a, heart, a part of opened up to a different existential plane um yeah how no, disgusting I, I don't mean it no i no i get it mike i, I get mean it, it it's fine it's I mean, fine it's fine i love yeah, kids man, yeah. I, just, I mean it literally having kids is gross like there's just shit yeah, there, and germs shit and germs and they yeah. throw up and they eat boogers and then they yeah, pee pee poo poo so like kids <laughs> i haven't even scratched the surface on the gross shit i could tell you about right now <laughs> That's fine. We don't need to get... We, the surface is good. All right. Well, I already uh, randomly generated the draft order. Uh, we're going to be doing a snake draft. Uh, the draft order will be Katie, Jamel, Peter, and Benner. Katie, with your first pick, what do you take? Do I get to pick... Uh, wait. I can pick the category? You can pick whatever from whatever category you want. Oh, I see. The options are always open. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick best so ostensibly team picking the most. Okay. I mean, in my what brain, I'm like the I'm like I don't want anyone else to get this. But now that I'm thinking about it, like no, you, no one is going to. But I whatever I decided. Um, <laughs> I think it was like I want to say it was when they. Just got Kawhi. The Clippers did a off-season team building deep sea fishing charter. Um, and there's a lot I of remember that. Yeah, really good. But like Lou Williams was on that team. Uh, Kawhi, I think Pat Norm. No, not Norm wasn't there yet. Anyway. What I remember is Paul like George was there. The, yeah, PG in all the like group photos of everyone smiling um, on this charter. Kawhi was in the very back with sunglasses on a hat on, looking like he was in um, like a witness protection program. <laughs> and it's like kind he of didn't want to be Even, there at all. And yeah. Do you remember um, when he was photographed in a strip club getting a lap dance and he looked like he just had a thousand yard stare? I only remember him uh, rolling weed in the back of the car. I mean, Kawhi didn't look like he wanted to be in the music video. Everything he does, everything Kawhi does, basketball included, he looks like he doesn't want to be there. But that's a part of his skill. That's and what yeah, makes him he, him. He doesn't he want to be there. Resting, I'd rather be elsewhere face. And that's what makes him great. He's an, a fucking American treasure. What about, uh, is it deep sea fishing itself that attracted you to that? Is it, what, like, when, when that, why was that the first thing that came to your mind with the first pick in this very specific draft? Because I'll never, like, I just have, like, these pictures of Kawhi squinting and, like, looking like, this is the last place in the entire world that he wants to be <laughs> just like burned into my brain. And like everyone else is so happy to be there. 
like so happy. Everyone else, it's like their first time. It's like definitely not their first time on a boat, but it's like they're acting like it's their first time on a boat. They're like in there, like a lot of guys have like matching fit, like fits on, you know, like nice like silk, like button ups and shorts, like kind of like they're going out in the summer clothes and Kawhi's just like, get me off this boat. I've already thought of like <clears throat> three other moments where I feel like we could have done a whole draft of like moments where Kawhi didn't want to be there. <laughs> That's its own separate category. It's much also with fishing. I have yeah. two fishing moments. Yeah, there's oh, a lot yeah, of there's fishing. Some other great fishing moments. Yeah. Uh, well, Jamel, what is your first pick in the perfect offseason draft? Well, my first pick is I guess I'll go the controversy route and take um, Jordan Poole's dad. <laughs> versus Draymond Green. I think there's nothing like this that we've really experienced. Uh, a young star whose dad is uh, asking to fist fight uh, the veteran on the team um, is really amazing stuff. Also, Jordan Poole looking, looks nothing like his dad, which I also love. I feel like that's why his dad wants to fight more. He wishes that he looked like him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go around and say uh, who they'd be rooting for in that fight uh, between Jordan Poole's dad and Draymond. I'm always rooting I mean, for Jordan somebody's Poole's dad. dad. I'm yeah. honestly still yeah. rooting yeah, for Draymond. Right. I, well, oh. I'm the only one. I'm the only one who wants to see the dad get beat up. Draymond got kids too. It's two dads fighting. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, thinking of an, I think I have what? sympathy for like fight. an older dad, though. But I guess he's probably not even that, that old. That is the equivalent of me going into my... Yeah, but not to, that much older. I think Anthony Poole is like 43 or something. <laughs> he looks pretty young. I'd love to see... I hope this spirals into uh, NBA dads fighting. Let's put an undercard with T. Morant. T. Morant, and, Anthony um, Poole. Yeah. Yeah, they really don't look a lot alike. I will say Anthony Poole, uh, he's got uh, a lot of size on Draymond, I feel like. They're probably about the same height, but he's probably a, a good 150 pounds heavier. Which can help and hurt, help or hurt in a That's fight. That's you know, you... If they go to the ground, Anthony Poole might have it. He might have it. Not if Draymond kicks him in the balls first. Which he will. <laughs> I think true. we all know. Uh, that's a fantastic pick. Peter, what is your first pick? Well, I'm a little out of the loop, as you guys know, because I'm uh, always dealing with poop. Um, but something that I can't believe happened recently is the I'm going to go with the Stephen A. Smith versus Lonzo Ball controversy where Stephen A. said Lonzo couldn't even get out of a chair. and then. As someone who's had three knee surgeries, Lonzo then posted a video of him getting out of a chair, but also not putting any weight or pressure on the knee that <laughs> he was talking about and like was talking all this shit to Stephen A. And he was like, see what I could do? And I was like, I think you just proven, proved his point, but I'm also not aware of everything that's happening because he pooped I'm, his point. Yeah. I And so I was like, did you? I just, um, I just, I've never seen someone so confidently re refute something in video, but also 
give exactly the other person what they were looking for at the same time. But maybe I also just want to check in with everyone here. Did I miss something? Did I misread this? I'm just catching, you know, strays of all of this. I just thought it was a bummer. In terms of how many fragments. Like it's a bummer for both of them. Like it's a, it was like a bummer thing for Stephen A. Smith to talk about. And then it's like even more crushing to me that he was like, well, watch this. And like, obviously got someone to film it or set like I what breaks my heart the most is like picturing him setting the scene up because he's like outside in front of Ugh. his pool like that Can't crushes walk. me probably yeah like yeah. probably threw his threw his crutches to the side yes he seems way happier on the tiktoks with his um significant other I don't know if they're um married or otherwise but his girl has him doing TikToks and Lonzo genuinely looks happy in the TikToks, which makes me feel good. So if you want to see Lonzo happy, check out his ladies TikToks. I think maybe he prefers performing than uh, over basketball because I don't think I've ever seen him happier than when he was on that episode of Fuller House. Didn't give a great performance, but he was having a ball. He did look like he was over the moon. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think, like Katie said, it was just a bummer. It's like, why is Stephen A. Smith picking on this guy who may never play again? And like, why is Lonzo Ball engaging with it in a way that it's like just proving his point? It was, it was kind of a sad thing all, all together. That's me looking for sad stuff. Thank you, Peter. Um, you know, I'm going to, I, I, with my first pick, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to get, uh, take controversy. I feel like I could probably have waited a while to get this, but I just want to get it out of the way because uh, I feel like it's the perfect team controversy to have. It didn't really have much of an impact on actual uh, the actual team's performance. It didn't. Uh, it was kind of ultimately kind of wholesome and funny. Uh, Twitter had a, a ball with it, but it didn't really. Uh, it wasn't truly a bad thing, but uh, Doc Rivers liking porn tweets was probably my favorite <laughs> team controversy because mm-hmm. uh, it just was a funny thing that lasted maybe a full week on Twitter and uh, wasn't ultimately the reason why the Sixers were bad last year. It was the reason, though, why he replaced Mark Jackson. Yeah. They thought Mark, Mark Jackson was too Christian, and they're like, yep. let's get the guy that liked the uh, badass white girls nasty. throwing it back. Yeah. Yep. Nasty. Yeah. Uh, that, to me, was just kind of the perfect level of controversy. Didn't hurt the team, but it was definitely fun. And then with my uh, first pick in the second round, I'm going to go with um, uh, keep it in the Sixers world, Joel Embiid's wedding. This... Uh, this past off season, it's a very, very good moment for me. A yeah. team wedding is a beautiful thing. It's always nice to see your guys in suits. Someone will inevitably wear a white tux with the black lapels, and I'm excited to see who that person is going to be. Yeah, it was uh, also very, very like uh, telling and kind of uh, not only was it like a sweet moment, and you know, Joel Embiid. Uh, has been with uh, Anna DePaul for a while now. They have a kid together, and they, you know, there was a sweet moment leading up to the wedding where Joel Embiid had flown his entire family out, and they were 
drinking and having fun and those videos were hitting social media uh but then it was also interesting in that like james harden uh chose not to go to the wedding uh he was hanging out with a little baby in a club at the time posting yeah. instagram stories during the wedding um and uh so you know there was like both like sweet moments and I- intrigue i like Look, that at, at least somebody from the team was there Corey kisper got married this summer and what no wizards in attendance but do you think really? he invited anybody? Yeah, man. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. I'm like, where does this even start? Are you telling me Corey Kispert didn't invite anyone? I feel like he... And no one said yes? I feel like that... Here's here's like kind of the off the hook. Is it if he could be like, oh, my my fiance, my wife to be... The, the inv- there was like the invites were up to them. You know what I mean? And then he was like, mm, I just went along yeah, with sure. it. Or he can say that if now no, we know that like maybe he did invite people and nobody came. <laughs> He's got like a handy lie that he can pull out. I, God, I hope he does. And I just, uh, maybe they weren't in the photos. It's a good sign to- for any relationship when you can blame your partner. Yeah, it's for, a good way to for, get off on the right foot for other- with marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With uh, the- Peter, what is your second pick? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say with Embiid, I almost could see him not inviting Harden and being like, I'm just inviting. If you have been my teammate for more than two, like three seasons, then you get the invite. Maybe James just didn't make the cut. That's fair. It's a lot of Sixers <laughs> coming in and out of there. Yeah. The cutoff say- is the day before James Harden was traded. It's when he found out that James Harden <laughs> but, got to ooh. go on Daryl Morey's plane and Joel Embiid never did. <laughs> <laughs> uh i that is an interesting theory but george niang was there who i believe was only there for two only with the sixers for two seasons right oh, but george that is cool though speaks to yeah the impact of george niang yeah do you think daryl morey leaves his private planes running at the gate just like he does his <laughs> rental cars rental cars yeah yeah uh have i talked about on this podcast how i think Daryl Morey is the problem and he should be fired. <laughs> Here's the question. Is Daryl Morey the Sam Bankman freed of the NBA? Yes, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> he is the uh, crypto con man of the NBA. I don't. It's him know. or like the whole Mavs front office tied. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the, maybe the Mavs front office is Celsius mm-hmm. and he's, uh, <laughs> he's uh, Sam Bankman. Yeah. There could be two frauds. Yeah, there's room for more than one fraud. Yeah, I think there's more than but one fraud. It's, it's so <laughs> funny NBA. that like <laughs> when Daryl Morey signed on to be the president of basketball operations for the Sixers, Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer like ran a profile that like I think was meant to be like showing like what a charming, weird character Daryl Morey is, but it just was an illustration of what an asshole he is and like how he mistreats people and. Now, like two years later, James Harden, who is his best friend in the whole world, has turned against him. And everybody's like talking about what, like how James Harden is being unreasonable. But I'm just like, Daryl Morey basically decided, I'm not going to build around Joel Embiid. I'm going to build around James Harden and do everything to make him happy. And James Harden is still unhappy. There must be something wrong with Daryl Morey that we're not seeing. Also, doesn't now, because the NBA find James Harden 
don't they have to at the root figure out if Daryl Morey is a liar? Like, doesn't this all depend on them proving that he's not a liar? How do you like, do that? I don't that, understand though? why he's getting fined. I've been thinking about that too. I don't know, too. but I just thought it was like <laughs> like you can't investigate that. What? Like yeah. unless there's emails or I just don't understand. I think I'm with the PA on this. Like the like the players association like how can you find someone for saying something that you can't validate either way? Like and clearly also whatever Daryl Morey did you can't like <laughs> it's I just think this like I can't believe they're not going to like I, I'm I'm not going to draft James Harden going to China specifically to talk shit about <laughs> Daryl Morey, but that probably is the deserved number one draft pick of this entire because that, that is, is pretty good. I think that is literally what inspired this idea too. Flying across the world to troll someone specifically who has stirred up international conflict by accident. I was going to say that you're only... making a ton of money and getting drunk every night. The only cool thing Daryl Morey ever did was the free Hong Kong tweet. That was kind of just like a flippant accident <laughs> on his part, I think. <laughs> I but mean, check- it's, it's nowhere near close to the 12th coolest thing James Harden ever did, which was pull up on that uh, scooter. <laughs> I think he it was an e-bike. The, Honestly, I've been, studying, I've been studying film. Of that appearance. <laughs> and I'm about 95% sure it's an e-bike. <laughs> That's even better. Thank yeah. you. All, All right, Peter. Gonna, what is I'm, your I'm second moving pick? away from James Harden. I'm going to draft, um, sticking to this offseason, Dame Lillard's new Gatorade commercials. Oh, I don't know them. They're, like, new. Um, and they kind of, like have him acting like he's kind of like Matt Damon in those crypto commercials where he's kind of like the narrator guy talking about other people in sports, rehydrating and disappearing, but filling themselves back up with electrolytes and then being good at sports again. It's just a weird time for someone who has controlled the summer of being like you, I have to go to Miami and there's no, other thing that can happen and then kind of getting a stern talking to from the league. It, it reminds me a little bit of like, not to this degree, but when Paul George missed a game tying three pointer against the Cavs in the playoffs. And then the game immediately cut to Paul George drilling a three pointer in a Gatorade commercial. I was literally going to bring that up. That is like (laughs) one of my favorite moments in like NBA history is like Paul George, fucking up completely in the moment and then a commercial happening that talks about how clutch he is. Um, and it's not that bad, but I think just the overall vibe of like, and I don't even think Dame has done anything wrong. It's just a weird situation. There's a Gatorade curse. There's a Gatorade curse afoot. Mm-hmm. Do you think James Harden got fined for what Damian Lillard did kind of? I think he got fined because they felt like they could fine him and no one would care. But I do think Dame deserves to be fined more than James Harden. Yeah, like they warned Dame about it, but then fined James Harden for the thing that Dame got warned for, even though 
He just called him a liar. That can mean anything. The real the real beef here is if either of those guys were Nikes, they would not be getting fined, period. Name me a Nike athlete who's gotten in trouble for colluding. Michael or, Jordan. What? No, I mean, they're going to play baseball for a year that's and a gambling. half. That's gambling. That's gambling, dude. <laughs> oh, that's right. not sorry. this. Sorry, sorry. Um, Jamel, what is your second pick? You know what? I'm going to go with some team building, and uh, I'm going to pick when the um, remaining members of NBA today had a pizza party. Had a work pizza party on NBA today. Everybody who was left, it was just a reminder that, um, you know, these big, these big media stars, they're just like us. I had a very similar pizza party about once every month and a half at Ridiculousness. They pull up with some pizzas. And they're like, instead of health insurance, getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, you, you should be lucky to have this pizza. And don't even ask for more than the pizza. Yeah. That's the real secret about Jamel's residuals. It's all pizza. It's been pizza, bro. Yeah. That's why I fucking look like this. Jamel, did you go to the, uh, the, the WGA ridiculousness picket? I did not. Oh. I went ahead and skipped that one instead. I didn't make it because I uh, tripped and uh, did a scorpion and broke my nuts in half. <laughs> I think uh, I I always whenever I think about work pizza parties, I think about how um, back when I was a uh, when I worked at Super Deluxe uh, and the day they announced that we were no longer uh, a functioning company, <laughs> they broke Remember? the news with a big pizza party. <laughs> Remember we recorded an Airbuds like that less week. than twenty four hours before that happened. <laughs> oh yeah, I brought I brought Airbuds to the Super Deluxe platform, and then uh, the next day the company shut down <laughs> with a pizza thank party. You again. Thank yeah. you again, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank thank you for saving us some of that pizza too. Did you guys enjoy the no pay you got, um, Katie? What is your <laughs> second pick? Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, controversy. For my second pick, it's we. I swear these aren't all going to be Clippers uh, related. I'm not obsessed with this team, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Blake Griffin being barricaded uh, in the house by his teammates. Mm. Oh, before classic when they made him promise to sign and then immediately traded him the next season. (laughs) Um, But there was a lot of good. I feel like there was a lot of good like Twitter fodder, good emoji uses. There was like a real franticness. It was like a feel good kind of controversy until now, retrospectively, it's sort of a bummer controversy, but the whole team was. Oh, yeah. Well, this was so we're talking about this was the cause of the rocket emoji from (laughs) Paul Pierce, right? Yeah. So now I don't. The rocket emoji JPEG. Yeah. (laughs) So I think, because I think it was the rocket, it was, so they barricaded DeAndre Jordan in his house one offseason. Oh. But then they also did it to Blake. Did I just, no, maybe I just fucked up and it was DeAndre. Wasn't it? Something happened to Blake. It was DeAndre Jordan, but I knew it. I knew what you're talking about. Blake Griffin, though, is the one that tweeted the image of the chair uh, barricading the door at DeAndre Jordan's house. What happened with Blake, though, was they created this like huge presentation for him where Mm. it showed them hanging his 
jersey in the rafters and yes. they compared him to like nelson mandela and mlk <laughs> they had t-shirts made yeah, he got a th- he got barricaded in his own way it yeah. was like it was a psychic they created barricade. this massive like interactive <laughs> yeah no th- it was like a barricade inside staples center to watch some like weird presentation for one and then immediately jerry west shipped his ass to the pistons <laughs> yeah then they hired jerry west a week later and he's like what the fuck did you max blake griffin for get him out of here thank you for the save um poor blake I, hope griffin. It, I hope it's both counts. both great choices but, yeah. <laughs> i think it counts I, sure. I, yeah. yeah i i the clip- the, i would i'm gonna go ahead and say this i think the deandre jordan uh uh barricading fiasco uh maybe the last great night on twitter mm. like was twitter ever that fun again after that it was all you're saying it was all downhill after the uh, paul pierce uh rocket ship i think thing? so i think that was like because like, and then like that is the moment we knew that paul pierce was officially like a boomer and we got so many great memes blake griffin maybe the last time he was truly funny or like having fun too maybe <laughs> yeah disney plus hulu and espn plus <laughs> This fall, the Disney Bundle has all the action. Holy smokes! Watch live NFL and college football games on ESPN+. Plus. On Disney+, Plus, there's Loki Season 2. It's on its way. And Ahsoka. Buckle up. And on Hulu, you can watch The Boogeyman and Welcome to Wrexham. Oh my God, the expectation. All of these and more streaming this fall with the Disney Bundle. Blackouts and restrictions apply. 18 plus only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. Well, Katie, uh, excellent pick. What is your your third pick? I get to go again? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, we're doing a snake Yeah, we're draft. snaking it. We're getting snaky. Okay, we're getting snaky. Okay, so I've done controversy, team building. I have vacation, and then what was the fourth? You have vacation, off-season signing, or trade, off-season and signing, uh, trade. social media moment. Oh, okay. So I've got three more to oh, pick Oh, I guess, from. wait. Oh yeah, could the no the controversy can't be my social media moment, but it could be. Could it be someone else's? I mean, it could be whatever. Yeah, it could be both. It could fit into both. I'm not trying to do a cop out. Um, I'm gonna go. uh, I'm gonna pick vacation. I feel like this is just sitting there. uh, So again, I'm getting like anxious, and I do have to unfortunately bring it. Maybe like much to the chagrin of Peter, but back to James Harden, uh, which was a vacation he took, I want to say three summers ago now, to Greece. Um, this is where he infamously threw his birthday cake off the side of a boat after <laughs> after everybody sang happy birthday to him. He he picked up the cake. It was like a three Oh my God, I'm so glad you mentioned this. <laughs> birthday cake, whipped it off the side of the boat. On the same vacation, I know because I was doing NBA Summer Vacation Watch, he also, this was like, he was gone for weeks. He went to a rave on Mykonos alone um, and was just like twisted in a white tank top dancing on the beach at like 4 or 5 a.m. He also, he then he just kind of like island hopped, which I imagine is when he threw the birthday cake off the boat too. Uh, I think he was in Italy for a minute. I think he was like Milan Fashion Week. He just looked, and he looked more and more unkempt, like everywhere he went. 
Like he was just starting to look like Teen Wolf on summer vacation, <laughs> like with every passing day. Uh, and I don't think I've ever seen him so free. And frankly, like, I think that's when he's just stopped wanting to play basketball. You said, this was the moment that James was like, I don't think a title is for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought this up, Katie. So glad. <laughs> I um, thought about this when you guys were talking about James Harden moments before. That was the first thing that came to mind. My favorite thing about James Harden as well is just how Zoolander-like he can be sometimes. <laughs> and I mean this in the sense that like, this was also a summer where he was very much pr- about proving how in shape he was. Mm-hmm. And I feel like him drunk as hell on a boat in Greece where he knows everyone's filming him. He's like, how do I show that I'm really healthy right now? And it's like, I'm going to take this $4,000 cake and I'm going to chuck it off the side of this fucking boat. And everyone's going to be like, wow, I'm in shape. That, like, It very feels like a center for Anne's Ender style moment from James Harden. <laughs> I read that as like, that what a incredible. waste of I, a nice looking cake, but... I know. I also do love, I feel like it happens every off season where James Harden, um, the beard gets a little bigger. The braids get a little like more fraying. Like he does like, as the summers go on, he does look more and more unkempt and like slovenly. I don't know if you saw the video of him being interviewed at like a high school football field recently, but he just, he just looked like a guy. He didn't look like a professional athlete at all. Which is He's like what summer's guy. for. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's summer is for like the reversion yeah. to regular guy, which I will say is why so many of the Euro dudes do summer vacation the best. Cause they just like go home to their like, I don't know, mostly they're like hanging out in the woods in their like weird ants, jalopies, like or these weird tiny little European cars. They're like, I don't know, smoking very strange off-brand cigarettes, eating like homemade preserves their grandmother made, and then like swimming in beautiful lakes mm. and just chilling in weird clothes. Yes. They just become the most regular <laughs> European dudes you'll ever see. Just having a pat of butter for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is an excellent pick. James Harden going to Greece and throwing a cake off a boat. Uh, Jamal, what is your third pick? I think my third pick is going to be a vacation, and it's Ben Simmons' return to fishing. <laughs> oh, no. Did he ever leave? Ben went fishing this summer. That's the, <laughs> I don't think he left. I think him, me seeing him fishing again, it kind of felt like the curse of the pandemic had been lifted. You know, since the first time we saw him fish and then he was he like he literally couldn't hit the water from the like. Was that the turning point from the deck? <laughs> was that Remember? was that the Ben Simmons turning point? Yeah. When he missed the fish, throwing it into the ocean. Yeah. He missed oh. the ocean. That was incredible. Was that the what ocean or was that? <laughs> Was that it in the bubble? Well, and it, was was it was Lake it was the Disney. Pond. Oh, that's right. It was like the yeah. stock. Yeah. It was Lake Disney. The well-stocked fishing pond, and yeah. he killed that fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe it, if it was the ocean, he would have hit it. Who knows? It just I from that to today was like, okay, I think we're healing. That <laughs> moment back in the bubble, though, is why I bought all of us uh, uh, 
Bass, Bass Pro, Pro Fishing. Shop hats. Yeah, Bass Pro we, Shop hats. Yeah. One of them, women's size. We got the girl yeah. size hats. Oh, yeah. right. Jamal and I were like, give us the pink ones. And they showed up and they were lady sized hats. <laughs> yeah. Which I didn't realize they made different size, like men and women's hat sizes. And then jokes on us for thinking that Bass Pro, Pro Shops, shops would, would have be inclusive wildly sizing. misogynistic. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, ben Simmons returned to fishing. Excellent pick. Peter, what is your third pick? Um, I'm going to stick with Ben Simmons. <laughs> ben Simmons photoshopping himself. <laughs> <laughs> so poorly, but also forgetting that he had posted the same photo days before. I love that you picked Not this. photoshopped. Because this is like the funniest fucking thing that nobody talked about. <laughs> and, like, and like, and I think it just shows how far down the rabbit hole of like how lost everybody thinks this dude is as like a person and a basketball player. We're like, first of all, let's just talk about the Photoshop holistically. He made his whole upper body super fucking strong and like way disproportionately ripped. Like his chest and shoulders and arms look like a bodybuilder. And to me, only someone who is totally fucking incompetent at shooting a basketball would think that that would be a helpful thing for him to display. Like that would be the thing that is like Steph Curry, like the <laughs> wire hanger frame dude who was the best shooter of all time. And Ben Simmons is over here being like, well, if I just make myself yoked, like fucking, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, then everyone's going to be like, watch out for Ben Simmons. Like, the man is so lost uh, in every aspect of this. And I felt like it was just so perfectly encapsulated. Like, him saying, I'm healthy, I'm back, I'm ready to go. Like, we heard all of this on the JJ Reddick pod a year ago or two years ago. And like, he's untradeable in borderline unplayable and someone who I think just needs to like move to the woods or like with a therapist and just like figure his life out for like two couple years. Like he needs to grow a beard. He needs a James Harden beard because also the best part about that too is he also Photoshopped like a tiny version of his calves as well. Yes. The calves are the funniest <laughs> part because I think he also like, so he just did the like bubble tool, which like also bended like the background around his calves. <laughs> like it's just crazy. It's almost like is he trolling? Like that's how bad the Photoshop is. The fact that he posted the same photo two days later with like just awful photoshopping of his body. It had like it, there's a chance it could be a troll. I but I would argue that every decision he's ever made leads me to believe that he is very serious about thinking that this was like a good idea and that he did it himself. Um, I am in the Ben Simmons discord uh, <laughs> because he tweeted out the link once and I said, I want to see what happens in here. Uh, and he will drop by maybe once every six months and you you'll know because suddenly there's activity happening and uh his lack of interest in basketball like just reads through everything he does i feel like and it's like never clearer than like in the discord when suddenly everyone's asking him about basketball and he ignores every question but just wants to talk about call of duty 
Well, that's because who he thinks Discord. That's what Discord's for. That's true. He's it is a gaming respect thing, the platform. But... Uh, Peter, excellent, excellent pick. I'm going to go ahead with my third pick. I'm going to take an off-season signing or trade and not to uh, keep talking about the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard, but when Kawhi Leonard signed with the Clippers, what an insane night. Uh, I was in there Vegas. Was also... What's that? I was in Vegas. I was, and I was in Vegas, and was there was an earthquake. Yeah, the there was earthquake. a giant earthquake that night. <laughs> yeah, and I remember I was at uh, Ye Rustic Inn at that moment when I think it was maybe about 9 o'clock. Peter, were you there with me? Maybe that was what summer of it was during 19? summer league. There it was, was a, there was an earthquake. It was probably about yeah. Um, and I just remember the bar. <clears throat> um, I'm looking at my calendar. Yeah, the bar. Uh, just the wave of the news like hit the bar, and everyone was excited. And it was maybe the first time I've ever been in LA and had people excited about the Clippers like as a mass group, even. And I'm even including Clippers games. Like nobody's ever excited, even at Clippers games. But in this moment at US again, when Kawhi Leonard signed with the Clippers, everyone was pumped. The only thing on my calendar then, uh, because I was working at a pizza shop, is just me training for a triathlon. So we definitely were probably <laughs> you were training for a triathlon. So you were probably at, at the bar rustic, eating hot yeah. wings with yeah, me. eating yeah, hot yeah, wings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, as it is a snake draft, I'm also going to make my fourth pick. Um, team building moment. Uh, Jimmy Butler forcing his teammates, uh, maybe even bullying his teammates into buying coffee from him for $20 in the preseason bubble. Uh, it's That's just, a great one. He's such a lovable asshole, and I and I love it. And it's like, what a like weird thing to do <laughs> from a guy that loves to do weird things cash only too yeah which is like I know what this is, is he like... go ahead jamal sorry i just what does he need the cash for was he is he worried about taxes well the it came out he eventually talked about how uh the reason why he started charging so much was because they got a daily stipend in the bubble that was always doled out and it was like $140 or whatever. And they would be doled out. Every player would get an envelope with like a hundred dollar bill and two twenties. And so he started charging $20 cause he knew that he wouldn't have to give change then. And then if players also uh, had already spent their twenties, he would take their hundred and not give change back. Insane. Yeah. He's just stealing people's stipends. Yep. I it is bully behavior by Jimmy Butler for sure. And it is also some like prison like behavior as Absolutely. well. Yeah. Um, and still it is super hilarious and charming. Yeah, yeah see, no, I, love I was gonna say it's winner it behavior. Is... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great move. Uh Peter, what is your fourth pick? Oh, man. Well, I'd only anticipated three, so let me stall here for a second and think about it real quickly. I would say um, I'm going to go with um, – I'm just going to go with off-season uh, shenanigans in general. Um, I, I, I just want to say first thing, uh, um, honorable mention, 
uh, Jeff Teague podcaster is probably the most important thing to happen going forward. Yeah. For all of us in this room, the stories that he told the talking about how Darius Garland made him want to retire. Um, just an in, incredible, uh, uh, it's amazing. I, I, I think we all wish we could have had this Jeff Teague, a knowledge of who he was throughout his career, because I feel like on the court, we all thought of Jeff Teague as just like generally boring. kind of boring yeah. basketball player. And it gives me hope for um, player filled entertainment going forward. So honorable I, mention there. I, I knew he wasn't boring. I knew he wasn't boring when I saw him wearing monarchs in a post game. <laughs> But he had he didn't have the standard white with the blue outline. He had like um he had like the red and black monarchs. And I was like, whoa, he's got Oh, like, he was wearing the uh the halfway home. Ones. Yeah, he's wearing the yeah. other yeah, yeah. He was wearing the bread colorway yeah. of the monarchs. And I was like, Oh, this guy, he's interesting. Um, I love that he always presents himself as if he is an absolute like every story he tells he's the fucking charlie brown of the story and you like forget <laughs> that the guy like averaged probably like 22 points like he, he was a great a, career he was a great <laughs> fucking player but if you just were to hear him tell stories about his career you would think that he was like a fucking scrub i i loved everything about it but the thing that i do want to draft because i think it's more important is how um, Carl Anthony Towns unironically compared them winning one game to the Nuggets to be as impressive as the Nuggets winning the championship themselves. <laughs> you mean spot the lie? <laughs> I I don't know how he gets traded or where he gets traded or why. And I also think it's unfair that the Gobert trade hangs over all of this. But if I'm Minnesota, I don't. And especially if Anthony Edwards is becoming like Gen Z Michael Jordan, like bro's just got to, I mean, I don't even know where he goes, but it just feels like, it just feels like Carl Anthony Towns is not him. If Jimmy Butler is him, I know Carl Anthony Towns is not him. He feels like Ben Simmons that uh, is working for a paycheck. <laughs> like he doesn't seem to uh, love the game that much. I see Ben Simmons with a little bit of work ethic. Like, cause Ben Simmons yeah. is a man with zero. Yeah. And, Carl is to a point where he's like, okay, if I just show up, they'll pay me. Exactly. At least on defense, that's what it looks like. And also, it's just, it's just a mentality thing, man. I don't know. Just like, he's also not likable. I just want him, I want (laughs) Carl Anthony Towns to be more likable. Every time I hear him talk, I'm like, I don't enjoy this. Well, it's the sound of his voice is the problem you're having. Which voice? Because he puts on like a couple different voices too. That's a whole well, other thing. Once again, he's got a few different tones and Carl Anthony tones, what they should call him. Ooh, now <laughs> we're talking. Does he sing? He probably does. He, he might, seems like eventually. a guy who loves yeah. karaoke. Uh, you dr- that is very funny. And Peter, not to contradict you, but I find him comparing him his 
bad team to winning a, a play-in game uh, to w- better than winning the title. I make that makes me like him more. Me too. <laughs> yeah, but for you, it's in like a nihilistic way. I feel like you're like <laughs> this is I. You can't. Just you can't like, really I love a delusional that. guy, and that's 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 class A delusional behavior. I love it with the projection that like. It's a really funny bit, but I know it's not a bit for him. But like, if it was, it would be so good. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a I, clip going around. I just want to say, I know this is bad podcasting, but if you find this clip on Twitter.com or anywhere else. X.com, thank you. There's a clip of uh, Larry King interviewing Regis Philman, <laughs> where they're both probably minutes away from death. Um, on Larry King's like internet show, and it does make me feel like you know similar to Carl Anthony Towns, like n- like wishing you th- he knew he was in like and I think you should leave sketch. But <laughs> um, please, if you're listening to this podcast, please search for this because it's Larry King and Regis Philbin talking about what it's like to have women throw themselves at them, and they are like probably oh, a combined. <laughs> Ninety-five in this clip, <laughs> so worth it. So worth it. Maybe but again, I'll, I'll same kind link. of Carl Anthony Towns delusion, where I'm just like, this. It made me remind. It reminded me of him. You know what Not his like one. delusion is uh, like. Carol- I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to think of a good like American town, and maybe you guys can fill in the blank for this. But it's like someone who's just like so small town that they are unironically and 100 percent behind. Like when they're like, this city's better than. New York or like this city's is like the greatest city in America. Like I know what it is in Canada. Yeah. Madison, it's like Wisconsin someone from like is like Winnipeg. the New York of the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, I hear it's like someone from Winnipeg being like, fuck <laughs> Toronto. Winnipeg's yeah. the greatest city in the country. And you're like, okay, you just never left there. That's okay. <laughs> I think it's some... got something. There's at least one Tim Hortons out there, right? <laughs> There's more than one. But I know what you're I know what you're saying, Katie. I would say like um the real answer is something like a college town, as Benner said, like uh even like a Milwaukee or a Cleveland or something like that, or like in Indianapolis. It's like we're fun. Um I'm thinking like, yeah, of we like this broken down thing into a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like New Jersey Who's got to the me strikes me as like the, the place that has the per capita most of these towns. That could before be that we keep, is true. Before we keep shitting good, on towns, let's just <laughs> towns, towns and towns. towns. Yeah, yeah, who's got a pick? Jamel, <laughs> Jamel, what's your fourth your fourth pick? My fourth pick, uh, uh honorable mention to Mariah Mills, but my fourth pick is social media posts, and it will be LeBron James sort of knowing raps. Oh. We get it every <laughs> year, we need it every year. Uh, it's given us so many great edits. I mean, I feel like Joe Mandy has sold out shows in cities because of LeBron's sort of knowing raps. We're going to, every off season, we get a video of him. Whenever, whoever's CD just came out and it's him sort of, there's no, it's like the CD just came out a week ago. There's no way you're going to know the words, but he'll still post a video where acting like he knows all the words. And I love him for it. It's really funny because he is also the one filming. 
and posting. It's not yeah. like he, he gets caught being like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> like he is the one in front facing camera mode in the back of a car pretending to know the lyrics, but not. And then saying like, oh, this video is good. I'm going to post it. Uh, that's what it's it's social media at its finest. Yeah, no, he's uh he's the best dad on on uh, social media for sure. It, and it's, it's always like Nas, and it's like, dude, this not even. But he'll be listening to Nas at a point where Nas is not cool. I do think that like, and I do think this is a byproduct of the era that LeBron is in, but. And I don't, I'm not saying he's not at fault here too. In a lot of ways. And I think it's also because Kobe is now past and also Michael was of a different era, but there is intricacy in like, there are intricacies and stories and things about LeBron's greatness that I feel like are equal to those people that are going to get lost because we think about him messing up the lyrics to like <laughs> a fucking like I don't like anyone pick Migos. any rapper like yeah, Migos, yeah, straight any rapper, like <laughs> Sir Mix a lot like like literally any like um I just feel like it almost clouds the greatness of what he did on the court because like he is a grandfather on Twitter a little bit now. And he's also, it's also a byproduct of like, he's so fucking old and so fucking relevant still. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, uh, I have complicated feelings about we it. We are, me and LeBron. Dare I say are, basketball feelings. Me and LeBron are <laughs> the same age, essentially. Message. And it is, it does feel like kind of like, it makes me cringe when I see him like, oh, don't, don't be like doing Nas lyrics. <laughs> it is. Like, some, there's been more than one time where, I'll be listening to a song alone, doing the same thing as him, but not making a video. And then he'll post a video of him doing it. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. How old am I? It makes me feel old to watch him being old online. I love um, it. Excellent pick. Also, also like it's also other things like uh, him lying about watching the Godfather every night or just like little things like that. He just volunteers. That's in season. He that only lies about books and movies during the yeah. season. But I think like when, but Peter's right. Like the fact that like people, like people use that against him and like whether or not he's better than Jordan. <laughs> it's like that he what lied about watching funny. The Godfather. Like LeBron James taking the 2007 Cleveland Cavaliers to the NBA finals. And I know this is a small obscure chapter of his career is like him going up one on five against that and ending that Detroit Pistons team ostensibly. Chauncey, Rip, Rashid, Ben Wall, like he, everything he did in Miami, it's just like, I think he almost has too big of a career that I feel like as too many different chapters to contextualize it with those other people. It was like Kobe Lakers, Michael Bulls, these things. I don't know. It's almost like his story is too long, almost like a Godfather movie itself. Like <laughs> his chapter mm. now is just so like, he has seen it. Dad. <laughs> Dad on social media, which I makes me yeah. like all the other stuff so much more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, he the, the, the Pistons. He was walking around with a flip phone. This is LeBron <laughs> two flip phones. Yeah, and like you know, didn't also, LeBron bring a GameCube on on a road trip one time or something? Probably. <laughs> yeah, he's playing Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> With the worst team to ever make the finals. <laughs> the worst. I believe there is a famous picture of him like getting off a team bus holding a GameCube by that weird handle by that the GameCube handle? He's yeah. the only guy who held his GameCube by the yeah. handle. Um that is a LeBron thing. Let's uh let's keep it moving. Uh speaking of things uh that are too long, Katie, what are your fourth and fifth picks? Um I'm going to keep it with LeBron. Uh for my first this is like social media moment. I'm going to squeeze in two. One I feel like this is in the the kind of like the hallowed halls of summer vacation, NBA summer vacation, which is the banana boat. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful social media moment. Still like one of the top two, like when I when I'm like, you know, making my uh, fake judgments on professional athletes summer vacations, the banana boat is like what I hold as like an upper echelon of um Mount Mount Rushmore. Yeah. yeah. It's like how does it compare to this in a lot of elements, right? Your kind of group vacation element, your destination, how much fun are you actually having? And this was like early social media. So you knew it wasn't like, let's get this really manicured shot of us. Because also then if it was that, they wouldn't have been on an inflatable banana. So <laughs> that's one. Yeah. I think the banana boat is like a horcrux of like <laughs> NBA Twitter kind of. It is It is definitely like, yeah, it's something we should hold precious when the aliens – uncover our civilization 5,000 years from now that there hopefully will be a relic of the banana boat left behind. And mm-hmm. it's technically team building. I mean, teams were built yeah. off yeah. of this boat. Yeah. yeah. And team, there was like teams built and then like teams built of the heart that we never fully got. And we're still kind of chasing. I am at least. CP. <laughs> CP3 and LeBron. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Excellent. Pick the say. banana boat. Wait, wait, wait. I have like, yeah. I'm changing it from a duality to a trifecta. Um, okay. I think the other social media moment also, it's like a LeBron trifecta, is uh, smiling through it all. Can't believe this is my life. Oh, LeBron in the pool. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Use that. God. It's That's so just good. on my phone. That's in my camera roll. Like, And my phone recognizes it sometimes. It's like, who's this? Do you want to name this person? <laughs> <laughs> And then the third, which was kind of like a more demure LeBron, and like you guys, you can let me know if you think it was depressing because I loved it. But LeBron at one point, this was also maybe three summer vacations ago. I think his family joined him at some point, but he went to Cancun alone and posted just videos of him doing what Jamal, what you said, which is like rapping along not well, but like at a bar, at the beach bar at a resort in Cancun. Nice. Like all day, he just posted different videos of himself doing it, and he was having the time of his life. And he had like a big straw sun hat on. <laughs> I remember this. That was a great moment. Where <laughs> I feel like maybe that was before we started kind of like rolling our eyes at LeBron a little bit, because this was still like kind of early-ish, or at least like mid total access to players' lives on social media, right? But LeBron has never like denied us that. Which is also something you got to give him credit for. I mean, you don't got it, but I do. It's like, he's like, oh, you you want more of my life? And like the minutiae, boring stuff of my life? Here it is. Well, excellent fourth, fifth, and sixth pick somehow. I I just want to say real fast to that, Katie, too. (laughs) LeBron could have gone. Another thing about why LeBron is amazing 
the worst thing about him now as someone who's been in the league for 20 years is that he's corny is like a total like so many other people have very serious dramatic mm-hmm. criminal um traumatic controversies surrounding them like lebron's biggest thing is like he's kind of lame now like it's kind of a miracle. It is His also biggest a test- flaw is that he is a loving husband and father. <laughs> and and Space Jam 2. Let's not forget. Right, well, Space Jam yeah, 2 is like yeah. a, you know, al- algae rhythm is unforgivable. And I also, agree. And also the movie is about his son, who's actually going to be probably the best prospect in his family. I still haven't seen it. Jamel, your fifth pick, your wait, fifth and final pick. Do I? You pick- haven't seen it. Oh, no. No. stay away. Stay. You just the soundtrack is pretty good. I will say the soundtrack is like got some good tracks, but um, yeah. I've listened to it. I have a hard copy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is it, do you have an on vinyl? I do have vinyl. a hard copy of the soundtrack. Yes, I do. I do. I, I would, do. I have to pick, or, Do I have to pick my trade? Is that? Can I do that last, or do I? Oh. You can do that. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, do the trade. Okay. Just because we've already mentioned the flip side of it, and I would, like, this is, I guess it's the trade that made the franchise that I root the most for, but it was the Kawhi trade to Toronto, which ruined mm. my summer because I was, like, felt like I had been stabbed in the heart along with Kyle Lowry at the franchise <sighs> doing DeMar DeRozan so dirty. But I came around, like, maybe in February <laughs> that next season. When you realize they were definitely going to win the title and it was yeah. sick. <laughs> well, it's like when they got yeah, Marcus yeah. All, it kind of like, you know, took some of the sting out of it. Um, and I was like, okay, I'll begrudgingly admit this team's pretty good. But yeah, that's that was probably my biggest summer trade. It's a very good pick. And as a Sixers fan, uh, I, I can't begrudge you. <laughs> um, uh, Jamel, what is your fifth and final pick? Uh, my trade will be uh, Dwight and Steve Nash to the Lakers. Ooh. Oh, it has everything. It has everything that I want from a trade. Uh, it involves big names, uh, a big franchise, and inevitable disaster. I yeah. love that this happened to the Lakers because I just remember that offseason being like, you could just feel all the all the Lakers fans nationwide being like, oh, man, they might as well give us a title. And then it turned straight to ass. And I Sports just, Illustrated cover, dude. Yeah, yeah. It just get, it's just a full roller coaster of feelings. You see the cover in the summer, and you're like, oh, no, how am I going to watch basketball? And then as we get to winter, you're like, actually, basketball is dope. The Lakers <laughs> can't make a free throw. Uh, this rocks. Kobe Bryant is going to murder. Yeah, Kobe Bryant Dwight was to Howard. kill Dwight Howard, <laughs> and nobody can make a free throw. God, it was so good. That was excellent. Uh, excellent pick, Peter. Your fifth and final pick. Uh, for my fifth and final pick, I'm gonna also like Katie do a uh, LeBron-based trifecta nice. of three other small picks. All um, one moment on the court, but I'm gonna roll with it. Uh, the first one is LeBron writing a letter that he's returning to Cleveland and before he was even in officially on the team trading the Cavs first round pick for Kevin Love. <laughs> like 
I don't think we can under, um, you know, <laughs> like that is wild to be like, oh, I'm coming to your team. Also, you just drafted Andrew Wiggins. Trade him for Kevin Love right now. Um, and I think we forget as time passed, like what Kevin Love was in Minnesota that to happen and also how previously close Kevin Love was to being a Golden State Warrior getting traded for Clay Thompson. Um, that was totally insane to have my team be uh, Washington Wizards level, level ass for two years and then going to the championship uh, game four <laughs> years in a row. Um, the second thing I will say in that, which is a vacation summer thing, is the TMZ photographs of after the 2015 uh, season, Kevin Love showing up to the bodega, like to the um, the bungalow for LeBron at like the Beverly Hills Hotel. Oh, where basically right. it was leaked that like he told him to like not fit out, but he had to fit in, and it was like this calm. It was like this weird moment where like it was on TMZ and very public, where LeBron was like shaming him, but also just like he had finally broken Kevin Love down enough to get him to do the things he needed to do um do you think lebron leaked to tmz yes oh i think lebron <laughs> told tmz what the time and place that kevin was going to be showing up yeah um absolutely um and then finally though um i just think that all thinking about those two moments and that culminating in kevin love moving his feet to play defense on steph curry um and stay in front of him for that three pointer in game seven and to see those two dudes embracing um, and breaking a generational um, curse for my hometown. Um, yeah. That's, that's an all timer for me. Peter, Peter was like, Peter was like, well, you hey, thought I was going to not talk about the calves. I barely on the podcast like, anymore. <laughs> Peter was like, Hey, we got to get out of here soon. And then someone said LeBron James and this, all that time <laughs> shit went out the window, bro. I canceled my meeting. All right. I had a, I had a <laughs> business meeting to go to that. I was like, Hey, so-and-so and such and such. I think I'll be circling back next week. Apologies for the delay and wishing you all yeah. the best on the follow-up. Yeah. Circle. I've got to talk yeah. about three things that LeBron did in season. <laughs> Just like, just like the rule said. (laughs) (laughs) All right, excellent pick. Uh, For my fifth and final pick, I'll go real quick. I need a social media moment. Uh, I, as a Sixers fan, I gotta go with the Furkan Korkmaz mixtape. The mixtape nobody asked for uh, for Furkan Korkmaz. It's become a annual tradition at this point. He releases a workout mixtape every summer, uh, and he is such a mid player but he puts a lot of effort into the mixtape so what's he working on these days has he got a little spin move now uh he's lost a lot of jump uh but he (laughs) he likes to show that he can still dunk so he's barely catching rim on on these dunks that he's posting nice um but yeah uh him and him and josiah's dad (laughs) yeah (laughs) he is essentially just getting like the amount of like lift that Josiah's dad gets. Hey, Who is also old, like 70. Yeah, yeah. 68 year old Hall of Famer. Huh? That's, is he a Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah. I think he Marcus is. Marcus Johnson? Yeah. Oh. I think he slid so. in there. Oh, good for him. Hall of Fame for his uh, cameo and White Man, White Man Can't, Can't Jump. Jump. I don't think it has anything to do with the years with the Bucks. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so to wrap it up uh, for our perfect offseason, Katie, you drafted Clippers deep sea fishing. Blake Griffin, I'm sorry, DeAndre Jordan barricaded <laughs> in the house. James Harden goes to Greece and throws a cake off a boat. Uh, the banana boat smiling through it all. I can't believe this is my life. Uh, slash LeBron going to Cancun and rapping alone at a bar. Uh, and then Kawhi trade to Toronto. Jamel, you picked Jordan's pool, <laughs> Jordan Poole's dad versus Draymond Green. <laughs> Uh, when NBA Today had a pizza party, Ben Simmons returns to fishing, LeBron James sort of knowing raps, and Dwight Howard and Steve Nash getting traded to the Lakers. Uh, Peter, you picked Stephen A. Smith versus Lonzo Ball. You picked Dame's, Dame Lillard's new Gatorade commercials. Ben Simmons photoshopping himself. Carl Anthony Towns comparing winning one game against the Nuggets, winning a title. Uh, and LeBron writing a letter that he's returning to Cleveland Forcing a trade for Kevin Love, Kevin LeBron, uh, or Kevin Love and LeBron James with the fit in, uh, not fit out moment, and Kevin Love moving his feet. Uh, also, we can, can we credit LeBron with like turning Kevin Love from like Fred Durst into a Banana Republic model? <laughs> like, does he does he become hot if he doesn't get traded to Cleveland? Wow, hmm. what a what a what a big question for the city of Cleveland. Let me say. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then I picked Doc Rivers' porn tweets, Joel Embiid's wedding, Kawhi Leonard signing with the Clippers, Jimmy Butler forcing his teammates to buy coffee from him, and Forkon Korkmaz's mixtapes. Uh, I just want to mention, uh, also honorable mention, uh, Magic Johnson's offseason every year is always incredible. He loves to be photographed on a boat holding a fish. Uh, that has been cooked for him by a private chef. Uh, he is always great. Has been for 30, 40 years. 40 years of off-seasons with Magic. We Less sex these days. That we know about. That we know about. That you know about. Yeah. Uh, Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything you want to tell our listeners to check out before we get out of here? Uh, you can read. I think it will soon be over and I'll be crowning a Summer Vacation Watch MVP as I do every summer. But NBA Summer Vacation Watch is mm -hmm. at Dime. You can read it there. You can subscribe to Basketball Feelings uh, at basketballfeelings.com. The latest podcast. I just had Howard Beck Highly on. recommend. Just a casual chat. Um, that's it. Hey. Well, thank you again. And uh Thank you guys for listening. Airbuds Pod on all social medias, including Blue Sky. Eh? Really? Yeah. I didn't get approved for Blue Sky. What the fuck? Hey, <laughs> why won't they let me on Blue Sky? Just because you don't do the show enough. Ah. Fuck you, Jack. <laughs> Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.